All right, everybody. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Monday Night Hammer, which is on Thursday. I'm Nick, a.k.a. at run underscore the underscore Sims. Joined here, um, unfortunately, for the last time um, on the Monday Night Hammer that's on Thursday uh, with Michael underscore underscore Sicoli. Um, that's not his God-given name. Um, that is his uh, Twitter handle, but I'm joined here with Mike Sicoli. Again, some sad news. This will be our last one, folks. Um, life happens, and uh, I'm going to take some time to finish up some cool projects that are in the fantasy football realm, and I'll be sure to share that out on Twitter and everywhere else you follow me. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm here with Mike. Uh, enough of me yapping on. Uh, Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. And, and a good thing to note as well, like, well, this might be the last show with us two on this stream on this specific show. We both have Twitters. We're both still putting out content. They're still, if you, if you like what we're putting out, you know, you've been tracking this show for a bit. You can still follow us and see all that. But we still have a good lineup today. We have an interesting Thursday night game. I'm not sure if it'll be a great one, but we'll we'll get into that in a short bit for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to shout out uh, for, fan for frequency sake, uh, formerly for fantasy sake, FFSQC, um, they uh, gave me the opportunity to get on here with Mike. I met not only a podcast host, but a friend. So um, we'll, we'll definitely be uh, here together on on the stream live at some point. It just won't be called the Monday Night Hammer. I, I do have a good feeling about that, that you and I will, will uh, eventually uh, be on a couple shows together at some point. Um, I plan on joining the Sunday show, but I want to give a shout out to Doug and DJ um, I know they'll probably hop in here later, but I want to give them a shout out for sure for uh, giving us the opportunity. And with that, let's jump right in. You got any injuries you're worried about here, Mike? Worried about? I mean, there's there's a ton. This and between this is the first week of bye week, so everyone's going through their lineups, and all of a sudden you're realizing, wow, I might have needed a bench, and I might yeah. have needed to be active on waivers because we had a ton of injuries. I mean, I think the most obvious one is Arizona right now. Yeah. Because outside of, you know, we had something lingering. Like, obviously, we have Rashad Penny, and now everyone picked up Kenneth Walker if you weren't stashing him. But Arizona, we didn't know. Now, James Conner, Daryl Williams, both missing practice both Wednesday and Thursday, both expected to miss this Sunday's game. You firing up Edo Benjamin? Oh, I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of Eno Benjamin. This is what, like, so do I. like I, hate, I hate to say it, but feed me the chaos. I mean, I, these are men where their careers are on the line. Like we got brain injuries and I'm saying feed me chaos. That's kind of messed up. But I mean, this is why I draft the way that I do um, in terms of like, ant it's called anti-fragility. My, the lineups will get stronger as chaos ensues. Uh, I'm such a nerd that I adopted that strategy from uh, a few different resources, but I mean, evolution is one of them. Like, Evolution is uh, the, the benefit of chaos and, and things get better as things get weirder. Um, but yeah, this is why we, we play zero RB. Um, yeah, I'm going to be playing a lot of, you know, Benjamin this week, as opposed to whatever we're doing with Tony Pollard. And is he going to get the ball? Is he not? Michael Carter, that, that scene, that scene um, seems to have uh, gone by the wayside. I can only take one more Naheem Hines injury um, on these oh zero RB, RB teams before I'm completely dust, but we've survived through uh, six weeks. And, and, and for the most part, like most of my teams are sitting around three and two, two and three. And now we go. Um, another one here is this is sad because Rashad Penny, you just see him on the field. He's a beast like that. It's why he went in the first round right at the end of the era of the first round running back. I'd, I think I'd say, um, but he's had a really bad history of injuries. And this is just another freak injury of just breaking his lower leg. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Kenneth Walker. It's it's time to go on him. Um, 
I think I think he's good. Um, you're you're more the tape guy. What what do you see out of Kenneth Walker? And should we fire him up as an RB two with confidence? For a very very short bit this offseason, I had Kenneth Walker as my RB one in the pre-draft, and I lowered him to RB two below Brees because I believe in Brees as a pass catcher that was more proven, and yeah. Brees is just all around better player. Mm-hmm. That said, Kenneth Walker is explosive to a T like there's nothing no carry that he does not take it will not plow through like he has a remarkable ability to stay on his feet after contact that he'll he it's like Nick Chubb asking the way that not saying he's Nick Chubb but Nick Chubb asking the way that Nick Chubb always seems to run out of bounds before he gets tackled inbound mm-hmm. it's it's so impressive to see so I'm very excited for him that said I do think DJ Dallas is going to take some third downs and I do yeah. think DJ Dallas is going to have a PPR role in this team. I don't think it's going to be that valuable, but I do think it's going to be enough to lower RB1 hopes for Kenneth Walker. Yeah. And especially if your league mates like haven't fully um, updated to the fact that the Seahawks like weirdly are like a really good offense with a horrible oh, yeah. defense. Um, you want to target offenses that, that are in those game environments, which again, the, the point <laughs> you made is important because in those game script scenarios where it's, it's a shootout. You're going to see more of uh, DJ Dallas. Um, but I mean, at one point, this was a four headed backfield and Kenneth Walker was maybe the fourth running back. He's definitely going to get the first look on early downs. Um, he can catch. He didn't do it in college, but he can catch. Yeah. And I think if he, if he is the type of guy that you just don't want to take off the field and Pete Carroll realizes he can catch, he might, he might end up um, being that guy. So for if some for some reason, you can still pick up Kenneth Walker on the waiver wire. I don't know if your waiver's clear at the last minute. Um, I would be bidding like more than you've bid on most running backs this season, if not all running backs this season. Um, and it, yeah, like I said, it's 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 really unfortunate to see Rashad, Rashad Penny get down, but we're excited to see what Kenneth Walker can do. Yeah, for sure. Another promising rookie here, uh, Chris Olave. Um, some optimistic news here is he is in stage three of the concussion protocol. I think every medical professional in the NFL is on high alert when it comes to um, concussions and will probably err on the side of caution in their own determinations. Um, that's, but that is encouraging news that he's almost through the concussion protocol before um, the, the upcoming game. So we may see him if you're wondering if you need to have a replacement for him. If Olave goes down, is there a Saints wide receiver you're targeting or some random wide receiver on the waiver wire that, that people should be picking up that's available right now as a free agent. Available right now. I mean, if, if you're going to pick up a Saint, it's probably going to be Mark, uh, what's, uh, Marquez Callaway because Michael Thomas is looking he's going to miss again. Chris Oliva will likely miss. I'm not exactly sure. I assume is Jarvis still missing time? Um, I'll look that up right now because I don't want to give the wrong information. Uh, but Jarvis Landry, I, yeah. I guess Jarvis Landry is the low level, low level starter. Um, he didn't practice again today either. So the long and short of it is I don't want any of them. Um, I really yeah, don't. Yeah. So if I had to look to the wire and I had to go chase something, maybe Zay Jones is still out there. Um, he got some, he's had some great uses this year that some people dropped him because of, uh, he's, he's still available in 82, yeah, what's it called? 79% of Yahoo leagues right now. He had some great usage, got injured, returned last week. Saw eight targets, but only caught three of them for 12 yards. Indianapolis is not the greatest matchup, but I, if he, he's the type of guy, I'm just throwing him out as a name that is available in every league. Um, Alec Pierce is another one I like as in that same matchup right there on the other side of the ball, a rookie that's been emerging. And I loved Alec Pierce in the pre-draft process. So I, I, I'm writing that out as well. 
Can you hear me, Nick? Yeah, um, I'm having a little bit of technical problems. Can you hear me still? Ah, yes, I can hear you now. Okay, well, oh boy, Justin, Justin, oh, we we are we back? Are we good? Well, last stream we exploded. I, uh, you're a little bit frozen on my screen, but uh, all right, if, if you can't hear me, we'll um, we'll go on to another injury. Oh, we. <laughs> Let's uh, let's give it like five seconds here. I'm not sure which one of us has the wrong connection here. Um, well, uh, assuming Nick's about to time out of our connection here, hopefully we'll be back soon. Um, I'll I'll move on to Tyreek Hill and Teddy Bridgewater over on the Miami side. Teddy Bridgewater did get decapitated out there, and there we go. I am the sole one on this call right now. So Tyreek Hill um is dealing with that foot injury. We're seeing with a uh, foot brace after the game in that boot. Not great. Not great. And you're obviously firing up uh, Jalen Waddle anyway. And Tyreek Hill is expected to still play. So until things are seen otherwise, you're going to line up in your lineup. He's Tyreek Hill has been on fire. That said, won't have his quarterback. Won't have his backup quarterback either. As Skylar Thompson, seventh-round pick, is going to be making his second, I guess not second start, his first career start, but second appearance after he filled in for Bridgewater last week. He showed he could move the ball. He showed he could maintain a drive. The Miami Dolphins were blown out in that game as they should have been, but you can't bench Tyreek and you can't bench Jalen Waddle. Those are two guys that could take a slant to the house at any given play, and if Skylar Thompson could surprise, he could do that. Um, I, I, you'd have to have a really high level of start, and if you guys have any questions in the comments, I'm sure you could drop them in, and we'd be sure to ask because I'm sure a lot of people have Miami questions relative to that. Uh, and on that topic of Miami, Reem Mostert was also questionable this week. Didn't practice Wednesday. He was back on Thursday, so you could sl safely slot him into your lineups as the RB1 for Miami. Dalton Schultz, uh, he's dealing with that knee injury for a while now. He only played 18% of snaps last week, so I'm expecting him to be out there. I think he was limited today in practice. He's a big part of that offense still, but the problem is Cooper Rush doesn't look at him. He's Dak Prescott's favorite target. He's not Cooper Rush's favorite target, so... For the time being, I think he's safely you know, safe on your bench. Dak is looking like he's getting closer to practice, like his first limited practice today since his thumb injury a couple of weeks ago. So eventually he'll get there. Eventually he'll get there. But he needs Dak. Uh, Schultz will need Dak to, to work, and Dak will need Schultz to work. Damian Harris was probably, outside of Rashad Penny, probably the most heartbreaking news of this weekend for me. Uh, just because he's a quality football player, even if we give him some slack. Damon Harris deal with a hamstring injury that will sideline him for at least a few more weeks. Welcome back, Nick. I've been running through the injuries. We're up to Damian Harris now. As I'm mentioning how sad it makes me. Uh, fantastic. Um, I don't know if the uh, FBI, the, the CIA, I don't know what government organization decided to attack my computer, but I had to deal with that for a second. Um, we're good, though. Uh, Damian Harris, um, I mean, you're da you might be the only Damian Harris stan I know. I like him as a play. He's a quality football player. I know he's a quality I, yeah. football player. That's I, all I'm saying. I guess the film guys love him, but I mean, Ramon J. Stevenson is so much more fun. The, he's the so analytics, much more fun. The analytics supported him plenty as well last year in terms of, in terms of, again, I mean, yeah, pure but, talent. He was. So anybody that scores there. like a lot of touchdowns and like doesn't catch passes, like the analytics nerds like me aren't going to like them. We're just going to oh, screen sure. regression until we shrink into uh, a corn cob and, and then disappear, you know, corn cob. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, our next guy up. Uh, do you have any, um, 
like anything you want to say about Ramondre Stevenson though? Like, are we worried about Pierre strong, uh, JJ Taylor, or is, are we going to see like an actual three down workhorse Patriots back for the first time since I can remember? It's I, I, I hate saying that because it is the first time, like you're right. It would be pretty much the first time we've always had James white. We've always had Danny Woodhead. We've had someone work in there, but Pierre strong was who they drafted to take that third down role. And he had a weak preseason. He has yeah. not played. I think they'll work someone in there. I think there's honestly a decent offer to be JJ Taylor. If they promote it for the practice squad, I do want to see who they do promote. Mm-hmm. But Ramadre is an RB one for me here on going out top 15 going out. I and mean, we saw yeah. what we can do last week. Not every week is going to be Detroit and the pitchers are going to struggle some weeks. We'll see if Roger stays out there, but he was already getting out third downs. Yeah. So if they trusted him on third downs, we know what he could do on early downs. And Pierre strong has been a liability in the Patriots eyes. Mm-hmm. I, Everything shapes up to be the first RB one for the Patriots. Yeah, and and Mac Jones should be back next rel- week, probably. relatively I soon. I'm, so. I'm expecting next week, if if not this week, I'm pretty sure he'll be next week. Yeah, I mean the offense really hasn't gotten worse without no. him. I'll be honest. Z- with Zappy's run it very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they they've opened up the offense a little bit more too. I mean, I yeah. just yeah. So anyway. Uh, also, uh, Nelson Aguilar is uh, injured, uh, also a hamstring. I'm not sure how long he's going to miss, but at the end of the day, it's Jacoby Myers is the wide receiver one on this team, um, even though they paid Devontae Parker a lot of money. Um, Devontae Parker is not bad, but, I mean, there's only really so much volume to go around, and the guy who's getting the first look more often than not is Jacoby Myers. So, And I'm not a huge fan of him, but Tyquan Thornton in his first game back saw 40% of snaps and was kind of immediately getting a – Fairly good usage role, um, mm-hmm. and he was very high touted in the preseason. I wasn't, I'm not a huge fan of him as a prospect. I think he's more of a track runner than a football player, but I, it's a name to keep an eye on just in case yeah. of, uh, in case the Patriots decide to develop a deep game. Yeah, that must have been, that must have been the film, guys, because I, uh, we, I, 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 I didn't like him on film either. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tyquan Thornton was never really an option for me, but, um, if he's already at 40% snaps, like I, again, like we follow snap counts in, in the nerd community. And if that continues to rise and I mean, there's not much competition when Jacoby oh, Myers and, and De- Devonte Parker, who I don't, I mean, I think Devonte Parker is good. I don't know why he doesn't command more of a target share on that offense, but we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see where Tyquan Thornton uh, fits in, in the, in the high powered, uh, f- uh, high flying oh, Patriots yeah. offense. Um, Exciting. Now we got uh, Pat Fryermuth here, unfortunately, a uh, concussion, um, head injury. Um, what do you know about this? Is he's he's going to miss a few games or? Um, uh, with concussions, at? it's always difficult to predict more than one week. Uh, but mm-hmm. as of now, it's Tom was not putting out positive things about him. He's still in my tight end ranks for this week. He's still my tight end nine for this week. But I am, if I had him on, on my teams, I'd be looking for alternative options. He hasn't practiced yeah. this week. I assume he's not going to practice tomorrow. When you don't practice all week, it's very difficult to clear the protocol, especially with all the attention that concussions rightfully has right now. I expect mm-hmm. him to miss. He's going to miss this week most likely. Yeah, I, I think this might – I mean, this just might just bolster the oncoming George Pickens yeah, eruption. It, yeah, and it also hurts the entire offense. I yeah, mean, it does. Fire move is a good chain mover for them. For sure, for sure. Um, hopefully they do a little bit better. Um, shout out to the Buffalo Bills for ruining my bachelor party weekend. I went to the game for my bachelor party in Buffalo and um, 
it was really fun, you know, hanging out with all the Bills fans while they're just completely boat racing us. But yeah, great community, uh, great food, great wings uh, out in Buffalo. Had a really great time out there. Um, shout out to all the Buffalo fans watching. Um, Christian Watson, these hamstrings start popping up this time of year. Um, he he seems to be more of like a lightning rod type gadgety player for them just because he did miss a lot of the preseason. Now this is flaring up. Romeo Dobbs is kind of like the rookie that uh, is, is kind of taking over with um, Aaron Rodgers' trust. So uh, this is significant, though, because it probably means more snaps for Dobbs. It probably means more snaps and more looks for Alan Lazard. So if you do have them, um, no one's excited about Lazard. Everybody's excited about Dobbs, but both are very startable this year. And I think um, the Packers right now like aren't really a good football team. Just I think we're saying that about a lot of teams this year. Yeah. I think this yeah. is the weakest the NFL has been in a very long time. Well, like, we the are, weakest, yeah, the weakest. Well, uh, the NFL, I mean, even, I mean, the Eagles are, Eagles have been great. The Dolphins have been a nice surprise, but they're dealing with injuries. Like all, the, then, I mean, what else? I mean, the Bucks aren't what we want them to be right now. Rams aren't. The yeah. Saints aren't. The uh, Steelers aren't. <laughs> the Bengals aren't. The Ravens are good, but they can't seem to stop allowing 70 points a game. You know, yeah, there's yeah. the Giants are good and the Giants yeah. have been a good quality football team, but this is, this is not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. There's teams that like, we know like aren't great from a talent perspective that are like squeaking out these wins. Um, and we have teams that should be doing well that it just aren't like that. It's, it's a weird season like that. I, I, I guess like, I, I don't know if I would put it that the NFL is bad this year, because I still think it's a lot of fun to watch. Oh, but, oh, um, oh, bad and yes, yes. For and sure. I like the like I said, like I said towards the top of the show, I love the chaos. The more chaos, yeah. the more unpredictable it is. Like that's where, because like what we need to do um, when we're hosting podcasts is we need to update our priors appropriately and and quicker than everyone else. Um, that's how you you dominate a trade that looks incredible three weeks later. You know. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about a little bit more of the NFL at a macro perspective in the corporate world. Now, now that I'm a, I'm a corporate sellout, yes. If we zoom out at a high level and look at and look at the landscape of of the NFL, the Rams are broken, the Bengals are broken. Geno Smith, Hall of Fame, he should start writing his speech now. Um, the Denver uh, RB expectations with Latavius Murray, who thought we'd be there? We had two running backs that we were we we had in there. Melvin Gordon can't hold on to the football. So Latavius Murray is the guy you need in Denver. Who thought we were going to say that at the beginning of the year? And Josh Jacobs, again, dynasty running back number one. You have the floor to respond to any of those things if you'd like. I mean, where to start? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, you just rattled off the whole world at me. Um, I'll I'll start with Josh Jacobs because if anyone impressed me on Monday night and hell the week before that. Josh Jacobs looked incredible. Oh my goodness. He ran, I mean, he always runs with the power, but he ran with an extra level of urgency that I haven't seen from him since his rookie year. So I don't know what to do with this because the first two weeks or the first three weeks, they didn't give him the ball. Then they gave him the ball week four and five, and then they were in the game slash winning the game. Does it continue? Because we expect with Josh McDaniels, air it out, air it out, air it out. But Darren Waller's not working, slash now he's hurt. Hunter Renfro's back, but he wasn't super involved. Devontae Adams is being triple teamed by defenses, which it worked with Aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't work with the, the Raiders right now. I think they need to run this more balanced offense. I think Josh Jacobs actually might be here to stay for fantasy. And 
Yeah, I think he's definitely held off Zamir White. Um, yeah. It, wh- whoever, I mean, they... It's Brandon Bolden. Drake, it's him and Brandon, Brandon Bolden. Bolden right I know Kendron Drake is with the Ravens now, or he might have gotten cut from them. Yeah, um, Ravens. Yeah, so Josh Jacobs, here's my like theory on him, which, I mean, this this may help explain, is Josh Jacobs has always been a good running back. Yes. I don't know that if we're... I don't know. There's so much change with the Raiders in the offseason oh, yeah. that we kind of forgot that, like, what if Josh Jacobs, like, really wasn't being coached up well enough by John Gruden, right? What if? He had a, a drunk driving incident, right? He's on he's on Instagram, like, the day of the game, like, tweeting out he's not going to play. Like, clearly his mind's, like, not focused on football as much as it could be. Um, I think that, like, preseason, like, McDaniel was, like, pretty open about, like, everyone's got to earn their spot. And, and initially, like it seemed like Zamir white might, might gain some ground and even overtake Josh Jacobs. That's looking like one of the worst takes in the past five years. Um, it, it, it was looking like uh, Brandon Bolden and Kenyon Drake. were going to take the pass down work. And Josh Jacobs was just a hard avoid. Something must've clicked between him and McDaniel where now he's the guy there. And if you aren't updating accordingly, you're going to miss out. Um, if there's someone in your league that has Josh Jacobs that views this as a sell high in dynasty, like go, just go and trade for him. He's still 26, maybe younger. Um, uh, last it's the, I believe it's his last year because he got his fifth year option declined. So he will be a yeah. free agent. In he came into the league. He came into the league young too. So yes. um, it's a junior year of college at Bama. Uh, check his age. Now I'm curious though. What would you say? 24. Send He's 24. 24. Yeah. I mean, I'd send a 20. Yeah, I'd say I'd, I, I'm wild. I'm a wild man. I'd send a 2023 first for him. Those firsts are so incredible right now. They're too Honestly, valuable, I'm, dude. I'll tell you this. Yeah. They're too valuable right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good class. It's going to be a good class. They might be overvalued because they are incredibly valuable. And it depends on where they are for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a very clear top three of this class. I think it's cut and paste. Jordan Addison, yeah. B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, and maybe you don't like seeing two running backs in there, although you can't argue with B. John. Oh, I'm but... fine with drafting rookie running backs in dynasty. That's like sure. That's that's what you want. That's the one on one. Yeah, and then you and then you dump them after their rookie year after they win you a championship in the playoffs. Then you then you move them. Yeah, and speaking of guys that they went at the top of the rookie draft, I really want to bring up this name with you, Najee Harris. Najee Harris football. has been. Najee Harris has been the talk of Twitter for this week. And I, as the person who had him in, I believe every single dynasty have been working day and night, working through my other work to try to get him off my dynasties. And I, I, I finally did it in one of my, okay. and I'm actually very happy with the hall. I'm curious to hear what you think of it. It was Najee Harris for Travis Kelsey, Jamal Williams and a 23 second. Okay. I mean, it's it's Travis it's Kelsey not younger. It's not getting younger. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, you got a 23 second. I think that's fine. Cause Najee went early first his rookie year. Like he obviously has lost value. Um yeah. I mean, the question is, is what do you do with him from here on? Because I, I mean, are you panic selling? Are you holding? Are you I mean, buying? I think I've seen some people say buy. I'm I'm not one of those people, but the dip yeah. is real. Yeah, I mean, he would be a buy if he was like an explosive player that could create on his own, but he's not. And that's why Jalen Warren, who, what, did he even get, is he undrafted? Yes, he's undrafted. An undrafted free agent, Jalen Warren, 
just has a little bit more of that like nasty Steelers explosiveness that the the ownership likes. I mean, I I, I just think he's running harder. He's I think Najee's a little banged up. So that's that's your reason to buy. I think we're not because he had a weird injury that like we yep. didn't hear about. And it I was think- so uncovered. It was so not reported. The uh, he had a Liz Frank injury this preseason yeah, that yeah. cost him to essentially miss the entire preseason. I'm back. Liz Frank, Liz Frank injuries also they linger. Those those are not fun. He might be he might be playing on something he just absolutely shouldn't be playing on. So really in, in redraft, you're buying you're buying Jalen Warren like actually trade for him. And in Dynasty, you're buying Najee Harris because I think we're going to hear after the season that he had like a few different injuries racked up. It's probably going to come from his agent, right? Like to help drum up any trade value or to help the team, like to help help send a message to a team that like the reason he didn't play well is because you made him play through injury, yada, yada, yada. But this is certainly the lowest Najee Harris's value is going to be. Um and I just think like you're never going to be able to get um like sell him for like a 2023 20, first or anything. But I think he'll his value will rebound. Uh, when we t- started this conversation, I was completely out. But thinking about the injuries and thinking through like what he might be playing through, uh, that might that might make some sense. That might. Make I do sense. think it's going to get worse before it gets better, though. Yeah, I, I think this year might be almost a lot. Like I was actually very. Th- I, I thought about this, and we just talked about him, Josh Jacobs. I think this is going to be such a similar year with less volume than the, the, the sophomore year of Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He had the great year and then he had really not good. Like you had him in your lineup. It was Zeke esque from last year of mm-hmm. just, he got, he got some touches and he was just healthy for enough games that he got himself up. Well, there you know, what, he the, weird, the weird thing is, is you're not happy about drafting any Steeler right now, but for some reason, everyone's kind of piling on Najee, right? Like yeah. I, I guess because like you watch the tape and like Deontay's look- still getting the targets. Pat Fryermuth came yeah. late in drafts. George Pickens was late in drafts. Chase, Cla- Chase Claypool has been cut since week two. I just they- I don't think anybody other than Fryermuth is probably meeting their ADP expectation though. Oh no, no, no. But like no. so, but it is weird that like we're like optimistic about Deontay. Like he's gonna get back there, right? We're optimistic that Pickens is all of a sudden gonna become a wide receiver too with wide receiver one weeks. So that's me. I'm sick in the head. Um, all I'm saying is like. It just seems weird that we're taking it this direction with Najee. And like, I think in some other scenarios, like if you remove the player name and remove what we think we know about this player, like if, if, if someone else had injuries on a bad team, like we, we would be explaining that away and we would be buying, you know what I, I think mean? It comes, I mean, it comes down to the position and it comes down to a bit of the eye test, right? Because you, you, you mentioned it at the beginning was Najee doesn't look explosive. He doesn't yeah. look right. He's not making the right reads. He's not running through people like he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. And I I think all that could come through. But then we also factor in any of the concerns that we originally had about Najee was last year he wasn't efficient. Now he yeah. isn't efficient again. And then Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson is still commanding targets. He got his new contract. We we have seen three plus years of Deontay Johnson being great. Um so to back up our concerns, George Pickens has flashed more times than I can count. And he's young. He's his first year in the league. Chase Claypool, I'm I'm cutting bait on Chase Claypool entirely because he has no idea mm-hmm. how to play wide receiver at this point. I, I don't know. I It is so frustrating to watch him play, Nick. I, I can't stress it enough because he's, he's, so, he's so athletic. He's so he's David Njoku of, tight, of wide receivers, and I hope he puts it together like Njoku is this year. But it's not happening now, and yeah. maybe we went to a little bit too far off the Najee path on this conversation to the Steeler path, and maybe that's my own. Yeah, 
Yeah, but um, let's let's go ahead and pivot to showdown. I'm going to be playing a ton of showdown tonight because you know what? I'm going to win. I'm going to win a lot of money on showdown, and here's why: because everybody thinks that it's the night you play the defenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, some sometimes not. these Thursday night games, you you get Carson Wentz under the lights. Please tell me you saw the tweet about Carson Wentz. I, I is it the one where he's six and zero in prime time? Because I six saw and that. 1,500 yards, six <sighs> touchdowns, and two interceptions. I actually might be underselling the touchdown number. Hold on, I got it here. Oh my goodness! It's and, and the weird thing is, I, I I don't have the graph in front of me, and I wish I could give credit to it and have the exact numbers. But uh, defenses and showdown lineups. They there's a direct correlation of playing defenses when everyone else is and playing defenses in showdown. It's not a good way to win them. Mm-hmm. So because they're the I most would... unpredictable position. So oh like, my goodness, yeah, yeah. So again, like I think both sides are going to get a lot of sacks, right? But I mean, I just think that like that can help speed up a game too. You know, um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, let, let's first start with Logan Thomas is out, so make sure that you're you're not considering him in your lineup. Jahan Dotson's also out. Jahan Dotson's out. So I do like the little bit of the condensed target tree here in uh, the commanders. I feel like if you play Diami Brown and chase the points from last week, it's a little bit of a cute play in my opinion, just because um, he, he ran like not many routes and he got there on like two bombs. Um, So we got uh, Darnell Mooney, in my opinion, like, like I said, like you just keep betting on air yards. Just keep betting on air yards and targets. I don't care how bad the team is. I don't care how bad the quarterback is. Like he's gonna luck into something at some point because he keeps getting the opportunity. So I'm gonna have a lot of Darnell Mooney. And really, I this sounds gross, but I like a lot of the the, the Bears pass catchers. And this would be really? more so for like tournaments if you want like to enter a single entry and like take home like <laughs> a few thousand bucks. Like this is where your mind needs to be at, right? I'm fading defense. Right. I'm certainly not letting my lineups have defense in the captain spot, which some of you sickos are gonna do tonight. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna be targeting Bears pass catchers. I'm gonna fade the Carson Wentz. It's here it is. Six and 1,500 yards, fifteen touchdowns, and two interceptions on Thursday night. My goodness. But yeah, he probably won't make my lineup much. Um and I really like my favorite wide receiver, probably my favorite captain spot overall is Curtis Samuel, just because I think like I think he can just rack up the catches in a game like this, especially with um Logan Thomas out. Um tell me a little bit about Brian Robinson. I saw he's getting the start today. It's a very, very cool story. Yes, he is. And I mean the story is fantastic. I mean, hardworking guy to waited his time at Alabama behind Najee Harris, finally got his chance, played very well. I was a huge fan of his coming out, but I have to be a huge fan of him now. Obviously, he got shot uh, in the lower body, fought off his attackers, and just overall hero sh- hero things that happened on over the summer. Can we and swear now on he's here? Back. I don't think either. I don't know. I, I tried to make a policy not to not to swear on my streams, yeah, but I almost good. broke it's it right good. there. Almost yeah. broke it right there. But either way, I mean, now he's shot. Yeah, I, I he shot. did. And listen, now he's back. He's back five weeks later, making this start. He will be the lead back. Antonio Gibson. Um, and Ron Rivera came out and he, he was asked, is Antonio Gibson going to play special teams? He was like, yeah, probably. So yeah. Brian Robinson, I think, is going to get the work tonight. And I really think they're going to run him silly. I think we're seeing 16 to 20 carries tonight. I mean, yeah, if he's ready for it, it's like the kind yeah. of thing that like gets people to tune in on a Thursday night. Like the yeah. NFL might be piping down to the, uh, the commanders, Ron Rivera, who is a guy that 
I'm sure Roger Goodell is very close with and be like, yeah. if the kid looks good, keep feeding them. You know, and what I mean? he, he led them in carries last week. Like in his first game back, he had nine carries yeah. last week. He only took it for 22 yards, but Chicago is a, is a, is a solid matchup for him. I'm not putting in my captain slot. I love Curtis Samuel in that slot. That's where I have him as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Brian Robinson is going to get a decent amount of snaps. And the guy that I also think is a good fill in the guy that's going to make up for Logan Thomas going to make up for Curtis Samuel is JD McKissick is a guy who didn't get a carry last week, but he got five receptions. So him, I mean, if you want a deep tournament play, I think John Bates fills in that tight end. Every time he gets the ball, I actually really like how John Bates looks, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to expect crazy things, and it's not a high enough scoring game that I want to bank on a touchdown. I want to bank on efficiency um, and volume. So I, yeah. I like Curtis Samuel, McKissick, and B-Rob tonight. I think Dave Montgomery is going to get his, and you throw out Darnell Mooney as the guy that's eventually due to get one. Washington is one of the worst secondaries in the league. They're allowing – uh, they've allowed five wide receivers to top 84 yards against them. So maybe, you know, so yeah, I, I, that's, yeah. that's my lineup. currently. For a game that's pretty gross. We share like a lot of pieces. That's all I'm saying. We do. And I listen, like you said, it's Thursday night. Things get weird in prime mm -hmm. time. And yeah. are we going to get two horrible games in a row uh, at Thursday night? Possibly. Yeah. Most but, likely. But I mean, when we expect something, we we didn't expect last night, last week's to be as bad as it was. Maybe this week isn't going to be as bad as we think it is either. Yeah, the optimal lineup that I run, I I do a bunch of nerd stuff, and um, <laughs> it has Curtis Samuel in the captain and John Bates in one of the flex spots. John, so. oh, you know that's all the incentive I need to actually get yeah. me in this little five person. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he he's actually projected. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. He's actually Please. projected for five points. So you know, <laughs> that's what we need tonight. That is um, that is Thursday night to a team. Listen, if John Bates outscores one of the defenses, we were printing money. So oh, it's not sure. it's not hard, people. This game is not hard. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about Rokon Smith? Do you want to do you want to oh. call him an IDP flag plant rant for the night? Sure, I, I'll mention on the IDP for everyone that plays IDP is starting Rokon Smith. I think you're starting almost everyone on this in this game. I think uh, you're starting Nicholas Morrow. You're starting Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Eddie Jackson. You're starting. Roquan Smith, obviously. You start. I think you start Justin Jones as well, who I, a guy I like to get a sack. His line's at uh, plus two twenty five on DraftKings. If you're interested in that, I might toss five bucks myself on it. Uh, but Roquan Smith, his line is at eight and a half. I don't know how. We don't really. We we semi touch on gambling lines on this, so I I, I like I like him to hit eight and a half tonight. I've already put some money on it myself, so. That's that's my DST prop for tonight. Uh, Roquan Smith, eight and a half tackles over. Smash it in this b-rob level game definitely definitely um and yeah for me like what i really like if i'm gonna flag plant something tonight if i'm really gonna take a stance on something um i'm probably gonna say uh, uh darnell mooney so just keep an eye on him tonight um that'll be that'll be my swan song for uh, the monday night hammer you got anything you want to tell the people about what are you working on these days I mean, I'm still running the IDP guys newsletter. Uh, so the link for that is in my Twitter bio at Michael underscore underscore Sicoli. It's free to sign up. You get to see a ton of great content that I'm, I'm writing up myself, a quick rundown of every week defensively, as well as links to amazing stuff going on at IDP guys, which I can't recommend enough. Um, I don't want to talk too much about um, another site while we're talking about for frequency sake, because that's also, I, I love FFSQC and this is where I got my start. Um, but I, I really, IDP guys is great. IDP is not as scary as you think it is. It's my first year doing it myself. It's just a ton of fun. Honestly, at this point, I, 
I almost enjoy betting on it more than I enjoy betting on offense, just because just watching someone fly around the field and hit somebody and getting credit for it is listen, the game's getting a little bit softer nowadays. I can, I, 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 it makes me appreciate a little bit more so that, that that's what I'm up to Nick. All right, great. So make sure you check out that newsletter. Again, you can find the link to the newsletter and IDP guys content at Michael underscore underscore Socoli. Um, I'm going to be doing um, some stuff for Gridiron AI. Again, that's why it's our last show. I'm going to start doing some bigger projects for them. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll push it your way, Michael, and you can send it out to the people and you can push your stuff my way and I'll send it out to the people. And we'll both be pushing the stuff out to the people for a frequency sake because, uh, like I said, they gave us both our start. Um, no questions asked. We just we both said we had a lot of passion for this and uh, I think they saw that passion and, and uh, they had a little bit of the infrastructure set up for us. Like I didn't know what StreamYard was before I met those guys. And um, so I appreciate everything they did for us. Um, like I said, this is our last time with them for now. Um, you'll probably see us uh, just intermittently on their Sunday show. Make sure you check that out on Sunday and check out all their other pods at For Frequency Sake QC. Um, and yeah, uh, so for Michael, I'm Nick. Thanks a lot. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one.